to get through this in case it's very important to me and uh, for our church it's very important and uh, it's about God's blessing Father I just want to thank you uh, speak to us today and help us to understand your goodness towards the enemies lied so much against you to the people of the world but we want the truth and the truth is that you are good and that you love us and that you want the best for us thank you father in Jesus name Amen this morning I want to uh, go to a message I titled living by the finished work uh, the finished work of our Lord Jesus Christ we want to live by that and uh, my desire I know you know here it's so easy for people to label people this is this type of preacher and that type of preacher I just don't go buy into anything like that all I know I stay very close to this book this is all that is important to me and I do know this that this book works you know um, we've brought God has shown me things and I've gone out just let God do his thing share with the people see if they apply the faith and God has never failed me one time every time he's shown me something from the word and I step out by his grace to act on the word He's always confirmed the word with signs following. The Lord walking with them, confirming the word with signs following. When you understand the word and you receive the word, the sign will follow the word, depending on what you're hearing. Now, if you hear the word and you don't understand the word, you are the wayside heart. And the enemy will come and steal the word. And so the word doesn't bear fruit in your life. Because you did not understand the word. And I pray for understanding for everyone this morning. So you understand the word of God. So you can succeed in the things of God. I also like you to put away all your prejudices. About the things that you've learned from the word. You know I quickly have said it here. Once I realized that I've come up with the truth against what I had believed in the past I usually abandon the past and I want what I now know I don't care who is coming from and where he's coming from as long as they're speaking from this book I receive it and I want to act on it so I want you to act on the word this morning by faith uh, I think it was two the last month we had uh, the communion service and many people acted on that word that they heard and we've heard a lot of healing physical healing taking place in the lives of people and the testimonies keep coming my daughter was the first one to be healed and we've prayed for that and uh, over and over for her healing to take place we've done everything and it didn't come until that day and my sister Mercy, my family, my sister called me from Nigeria and said, thank you so much, whatever. 
Thank you. We didn't do anything. We let the Lord do it. Amen. And she's doing so well. And she's improving. Her voice is getting stronger. And you know how we struggled with her healing. Remember, we struggled. And she knew that it was that day that she heard that word in the communion. And she acted by faith. And things have turned around. Well, now we don't disallow medicine. But all is coming from the Lord. And then we talk about that. Is the Lord. Now, we have to live by the finished work that Jesus already uh, is done for us. Jesus said I, that his meat is to do the work that God has sent him to the world to do and to finish it. And in John chapter 17 verse 4, he affirmed that he had finished the work. He said, I have glorified your name on the earth. I have glorified you on the earth. God, Jesus said, I have. Not in the past. I have already glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given to me to do. And he did nothing for himself. Everything Jesus did was for us. And you need to learn how to benefit from the finished work that he did. And if you don't benefit from the finished work, it's because you don't know it. You don't understand the work. My people perish for lack of knowledge. It's either you don't know it or you don't understand it. The Bible calls, Jesus calls it a mystery. But he says to you, he's been given to understand the mysteries of the kingdom of God. So as soon as you lay your hands on that mystery, that mystery will transform your life. You shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. The message this morning is on blessings on your life. The Lord's blessing. On your your life. We started at this church some years back, 2002, and uh, my family was hurting financially. In fact, just buying a second car, we were trying to buy a used second car. Uh, that made us to lose uh, a family from our church because of the complication in buying this car. I used to call uh, a fellow, please, I need to do pastor's business. So help me, my wife is going to work with the only car that we have. But God has changed all of that. And, and like Angela said, there's, we can hear the sound of rain. We can hear the sound of rain. And this is according to what the Lord told me years back when I started the work. At the time he was speaking to me, he was like <laughs> gospel, you know, news. <laughs> because he said, you will never suffer want until I call you back home. But at that time he was speaking to me, boy, we were feeding our kids with uh, noodles and trying very hard not to let anyone know how much we were suffering. But I knew that God's time will come. And the time is here. And so in my family, we're seeing a lot of blessing. God is blessing us. uh, Because we've always believed that. And our church has never suffered financially. You know, a lot of churches in the summer, uh, that's when they're down. We were down before the summer, <laughs> but we're way up in the summer. That's the truth. Yes. We are way up in the summer. We're not, we're not short. God has blessed us. 
I hid uh, p- uh, changing the carpet for Marina because she will fight me. <laughs> but we, we're doing our work here. God is providing. Amen. There is a covenant that you have with God. And that covenant is a covenant of blessing for your life. God wants to bless you. I don't care what they say out there, I will stay with the word. You see, the reason why I always stay with the scriptures is if you argue with it, go argue with God. It's got to be from the word. God will not bless a man's opinion, but God will bless his word. So we stay with God's word, and that's what is important. We stay with God's word. In Genesis chapter 27 and 28, this scripture revealed to us the first word that a man, in the first man ever heard. The very first word that created man heard. And it was from God. Do you know what the word was? Well, I'm glad you asked. You're real quiet. <laughs> It said, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, and male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. You know what that is? God said, blessed! He blessed them. God blessed them, and God said, so you know, God blessed them and then God said, Be fruitful and multiply. That's a command for your life. To be fruitful in every area of life. God wants you, God has commanded you, and behind the commandment is God's power for you to multiply and be fruitful. God blessed them. The first thing they heard was blessed from God. And when God says light, guess what? Light. And when God says blessed, blessed. You're blessed. So God blessed them. And God said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth. Subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Now, God said, you're blessed. Replenish the earth. Now, remember God created, he planted for them just a garden, right? He planted a garden for them. And you better believe God was saying to them, fill the earth, replenish the earth, spread the garden. Amen. Spread the garden. It's not like in the garden of Eden, you have the garden of Eden, it's so beautiful. But when man begins to spread the garden, then that's an inferior type of garden. No. God is saying, spread the wealth. It's all over the world. You and your children. Spread it. And that's God's way. He's never changed. Right after that, you know what happened? Adam and Eve sinned. And God cursed the earth. He cursed the ground. Remember? And he said to them, Now, from now on, if you will eat, you will sweat. The ground will no longer yield its fruit. Do you remember that? But all you got is thorns and all of that stuff. That's all you get. And if you eat at all, you must sweat first. 
before you eat. But wickedness multiplied and God said, mm, I'm tired of it. I'll destroy all of them. But Noah found favor in the sight of God. And God decided, this is my man. And you know what, that, what it was. He built the ark. And after the flood, Noah came down from the ark. And God was dealing with Noah on a one-to-one and his family, children, Ham, Japheth, and Shem, three of them. And Noah took of all of the clean animals. He built an altar before God. And then he sacrificed the animals to God. And the Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 8 verse 21 and 22. That the Lord smelled a soothing aroma. Listen to what the Lord said. Then the Lord said in his heart. I will never again curse the ground. Amen. I will never again curse the ground. So that it won't bring forth fruit for man to enjoy. Never. After he smelt that aroma of sacrifice. I will never again curse the ground for man's sake. Even though the imaginations of man's heart is evil from his youth. Nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. Just in the same way with the flood. Then God said a principle, a law. I won't cause the earth, but now this is how men ought to operate on the earth. If they want something good. I won't cause the ground. So he said, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest. While the earth remains, the ground, I won't curse it anymore. But if you want something good coming out of it, seed time and harvest. Cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. I'd like you to turn with me to, uh, well, it'll be on the screen, uh, Genesis 9 verse 1, the next chapter. He says this, and you need to understand again. God told them from now on in his heart, this is what God said, seed time and harvest. Then he went to the, Noah and his sons. He says, so God blessed. Again, just like what he did with Adam, blessed Noah and his sons, all of them. And then he said to them the same things that he said to Adam. Be fruitful and multiply. How? Seeds time and harvest. The ground will no longer be cursed. But from now on, seed time and harvest. Cold and heat. Summer and winter. These will never cease as long as this earth is in place. You want to benefit? Seed time and harvest. Many Christians have not realized that. There is a time when it's cold. It's time when 
It's, it's winter. But summer is coming. You determine when you need to sow. Because it never ceases. Seed time and harvest. What Christians do is they sow more when it's harvest time, you know. They sow more when it's harvest time. When they have in abundance, that's when they sow. You get it backward. It's not wrong to sow some kind of other, some other kind of seed during the harvest period because that's the season for sowing for that kind of seed. Amen? But what people do is they don't recognize this principle, which is a law, before the commandments. Remember that? It was before the commandments. And you cannot break this law and succeed. Sowing is a lot of work. You want to labor? <laughs> when things are difficult, to sow is work. It's real work. Real work. Seed time, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest will never cease. You determine when to sow. Now let me tell you when God said to sow. Because the Bible tells us that. When to sow. The best time to sow. You remember the story of Isaac. Isaac was living with Abimelech. Or around Abimelech. And there was farming. There was farming. And he thought to himself, wow, I can't stay here. God cannot bless me here where there's farming. I got to go back to, I got to go to Egypt where my father went. See, that's why you don't follow people. You know what I mean? Let God lead you. When there was famine, Abraham went to Egypt and was blessed. And I guess Isaac thought, well, I'll go to Egypt as well. There's no famine over there. And God said to him, uh-uh, stay here. A new principle. It's about to be put in place. Sow in your time of famine. That's the best time to sow. <laughs> because you'll reap a great harvest. You can sow when you have abundance for Thanksgiving. But the best thing for a great harvest is during the time of famine. Because that's the time that the tendency for you is to eat your seed. And justify it that you have nothing much. I'm going to eat this or else I'll die. But God says, so when there is famine. So you have a harvest. So God said to Isaac, don't go. Stay in this place where there is famine. He didn't make sense to the guy, right? But he listened to God. And in Genesis 26, verse 12 through 14, it says, Then Isaac sowed in that land. You know why the word says in that land? Meaning in the land where there was famine. That's why God says that. God could have said, And Isaac sowed. But he sowed in that land where there was famine. And reaped in the same year a hundredfold. 
And the Lord blessed them. The Lord blessed them. Blessed. As he sowed, the Lord blessed him. Now look at the outcome. The man began to prosper. You will begin to prosper today in the name of Jesus. Your prosperity is now. Now prosperity is not a bad word because God made him to prosper. So God will begin to prosper you today. In Jesus name. The man began to prosper and continued to prosper. He learned the principle. Until he became very prosperous. What God starts, he completes. So I don't have to fear. Once the prosperity is begun, <laughs> it's over. I got it made. He sowed during his time of famine. Then he tells us, for he had possessions. You know when he says for, he tells you because he, God blessed him, he became very prosperous. Because, why? He had possessions of flocks. That's one type of business. And possessions of herds. That's another type of business. And a great number of servants. As employees. Had a, a great number of them. After God blessed them. So the Philistines envied him. He became the envy of the town. May you become that in the name of Jesus. Some of you are sitting there and saying, how can God do that for me? I don't have a PhD. I am not a doctor. I don't have any of this stuff. There's no one that's educated in my family. Nothing good ever happens to us. Stop being stupid. <laughs> Stay with what God said. He didn't ask your opinion. Amen. He only is asking is for you to sow. <laughs> as, the, as long as the earth remains seed time and harvest. Believe in what God tells you. Act on the word. Jesus said, everyone who hears these sayings of mine and practices them, I will liken him to a wise man. Now when you begin to question his sayings and you're leaning on your own understanding and you want to do your own thing, Jesus said, you're a fool. You built your house on the sand. And he's going to come down. So we stay with the word. Amen. We stay with the word. God says he will bless you. As you saw. I would like to submit to you this morning. That this blessing that God is talking about. Is for every single family on the earth if you want it it's for every family it's for every family I determined that for my family I want it it's for every family if you belong to the Lord Jesus it's for your family it's for your family I don't care who you are whether you are educated or you are not educated Whether it's been bad for you in the past, today is a new day. 
If you believe the word, God can change that. And if you don't know Christ as your Savior, you better run quickly to the ark. Noah's ark. And be safe. And have everything while others are perishing. Oh yes. You need to run to the ark. Go to Jesus. He is Noah's ark. You need to hide in him. And have provision while everything is dying around you. You cannot afford to be out there any longer. It's crazy to be out there. You need him. You need to come in. And when you come in, come with everything. No reservation. God doesn't want people coming to him with their heart reserved, wondering about what people think about them. Who cares what they think is about life? When God has promoted you, they'll come to you for your God. Amen. So God wants you. It's for every family. When I discovered this, I know I I don't have to do anything anymore. It's for my family. And I'm going to have it. Because God cannot lie. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. If he has said, he will do it. If he has spoken, he will make it good. That's what the word tells us. Now look at what God did with Abraham. Genesis chapter 12, verse 2 and 3. He says, I will make you a great nation. God was speaking to Abraham. He said, come out from your family. I need, to, I need you to separate from them. He said, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will bless you. Meaning, when you leave your family, the blessing hits you. Amen? I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing because you're blessed. You can help yourself, you are a blessing because you're blessed. Then it says, I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. I like the word which says, those who bless you and him, just one person. (laughs) And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Every single family. Do you have a family that you fit into that promise? Every family of the earth shall be blessed. God said so. And he cannot lie. If you buy into it and believe it and keep asking the Lord, what about my family? You said you got the secret, you will be blessed because God cannot lie. The blessings will begin to find you. Remember what my wife said this morning and she was whispering to me, there was a service. To be blessed means empowered to succeed. God said, don't forget, it's the Lord who gave you power to get wealth. Don't forget me. Empowered to succeed. That's being blessed of God. And God is saying, in you, Abraham, through you, when Jesus is coming to the world, and he's been born, and he gives himself to die on the cross for the rest of the world, everyone, every family that comes into Christ will be blessed. Blessed, empowered to succeed. You will become the envy of your peers. They saw you one year, two years later, they can't believe what they're saying. And they say, what happened to you? 
And they blink several times and say, hey, tell us, please, what's going on? Every family will be blessed. You know, the same words, like I said, were spoken to Noah and his children that were spoken to Adam. You can check this out. I really don't know. I just found out, I found this out recently. But the blessing that was spoken unto those children, sons of Noah, is believed that the blessing stayed with just one of them. And the other two, for whatever reason, they missed out on the blessing. And one of them is believed to be the one that the Bible refers to as Melchizedek, Shem. He was the king of Salem. He lived for uh, 600 years and possibly was alive during the time of Abraham. When God had picked Abraham, he was the only one that was, he was the priest of the most high God, king of Salem. Now Abraham had gone... Uh, to war against uh, a king that came to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah and took everybody and their property with him. And Abraham raised 318 people from his household, trained in his house, and went and whipped the whole army. And got everybody back and everything that they took away. And as he got back, Melchizedek met Abraham. He stepped down from Salem, which is meant, which, uh, people believe is Jerusalem, and God sent him, go to Abraham and bless him. And when he came to Abraham, he had two precious blessings for Abraham. Amen. You want to know what those blessings are? Yeah. Genesis 14, 19 and 20. He says, Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God most high. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him a tithe of all. Now notice, the Melchizedek, the God's help, came to bless Abraham, but came with nothing but bread and wine. You will expect if he's coming to bless Abraham, he'll come with tons of gold, right? Well, he came with bread and wine. Today's communion someday. And he came saying, Abraham, I've come to bless you. I've got bread and I've got wine for you. I want you to drink from this cup and eat this bread. And as he gave to them, they were the cup of blessing. He blessed them. He blessed Abraham. Blessed be Abraham, possessor of, of, blessed be Abraham of God. Possessor of heaven and earth. Now, if Abraham is of God and God is possessor of heaven and earth, what does that make Abraham? Possessor. 
And if you read in, in uh, Romans chapter 4, he was the heir of all things. God made Abraham the heir. So that's how we blessed him. This morning, I want you to drink of that cup of blessing. Jesus came to give us the cup of blessing. His flesh and his blood. And when you drink of that, you drink blessing into your life. And you can no longer be cursed. You have to remember that what we're reading was before the law. Amen. Melchizedek was before the law. So you receive this cup of blessing and God says, blessed be. And if God says, blessed be, guess what? Just like he said, son, be. And then you got the son. Light be. Then light. So that's what it is. It is the cup of blessing. Now, I'd like you to read 1 Corinthians 10, 16. He says, This cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? What is the, the Bible called the cup that we drink? It's called the cup of blessing. blood and the flesh they have their role but when we do everything is called the cup of blessing and when you drink that cup you drink blessing into your life it's that blessing that's in you that shows out in the outward that people can see <laughs> and so as we receive the communion today and as you receive the elements Every curse of want in your life will be broken in Jesus' name. Every curse of lack, everything that the enemy has been doing against your finances, against your family, against your life, that will be broken today in the name of Jesus. And you will receive from the Lord this morning the empowerment to succeed. That's what it means to come to the Savior. We were failures before we came. And now we look at believers because they don't know the truth. They are more failures to before they came <laughs> now than before they came. Why? It's because they don't know the truth. And you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Once you discover the truth, you can't be kept down anymore. No devil can keep you down. God will not keep you down. You'll find the truth. You'll be free. This is the way to get wealth. You drink the cup of blessing and you sow seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. Determine what, is the, what time it is for you to sow. Don't be pressured by people. Determine, I got to sow. And when things are difficult, that's the time. Call your wife. Call your husband. We got to sow. Don't eat your seed. During famine, sow it. Again, I'm saying, I'm not saying this so that our fellowship we have, we have enough. And God is going to bless us with a lot more. I, I have that, but I've asked God, I don't talk to you, I talk to Him when I win, our fellowship needs money. 
And he, he, he answers. And I want you to do the same. God wants the money in your hand. You know, Christians, you know, we have this mindset that money to have wealth is evil. Well, that's tradition of the elders. It's not about you. When you think it's about you, you will reject it. Because all you are thinking is, I'm going to build a bigger house. I'm going to buy, you know, pleasure cars, you know. I'm going to buy, you know, this big Mercedes Benz. It's not about you. It's about the kingdom. God doesn't care. You can buy your Mercedes Benz, but your mind must stay focused on the promotion of the kingdom. That's where he's at. And God doesn't care about what you do with the money. He says, just give me the tenth. If all of us pay tenth, tenth, uh, David mentioned this a long time ago, how many percent, maybe about one percent, four percent, four percent of Christians pay their tithe. And so the church is being run by four percent of people paying their tithe. Strange. (laughs) I'm not going to be among that four percent. I made up my mind. I want more. But thank God, guess what? God is using 4% to build great churches. (laughs) 4% to build great churches. I want to be among that group of people. That 4% that's given. Not the rest of them flaky people. Leaning on their whole understanding. Holding back. The Bible says there, there are some that hold back more than is meat. And it tends to poverty. Scripture. I want to share with you what blessing is from the Lord. Genesis 24. After God has blessed Abraham. Genesis 24. He says, this was Abraham's servant saying this. You know, Abraham didn't have much. The same thing with Isaac. Isaac, he didn't depend on his father's wealth. Isaac himself began to prosper. So I don't have to depend on my father's wealth. God will prosper you so you have yours. And so one thing that Abraham did when, when the king of Sodom came to him and said, you give me the people so he can enslave them and make more money out of them. Give me the people you can keep the wealth. Abraham, Abraham said, no way, I'm not taking anything. Not even a shoestring will I get from you. I'm not taking anything. So that you won't say you made Abraham rich. You have to have that mindset. You do not depend on anybody to make you wealthy. Abraham says, no. I don't want you to have the privilege to say you made Abraham rich because Melchizedek had already blessed him. Read that passage. Melchizedek has already blessed him. He said, take everything. If you take anything, what my people ate, that's all we will take. You can go with them. So you won't have the privilege to boast. I love that. That's why I keep saying... God is the one who's going to build the ark fellowship. Nobody's going to get credit. Pastor Goodluck's not going to get credit. Nobody else. But him, God alone would do it. Abraham's servant started saying things about Abraham later. When he went to get a wife for Isaac. 
And he was praying everybody with gold, you know. He saw uh, Rebecca, after she got, got him some wa- uh, water, he, he put some gold over her, little precious gold. And Rebecca went home and the people were saying, where did you get that? <laughs> There's a guy back at the well. And the guy showed up, he said, God has answered my prayer, I blessed my master. And then he started giving gold to them again. And they said, boy, this guy is loaded. This guy is loaded. Amen. And when they asked him, okay, tell us what you want. This is what he said. He said, God has made my master Abraham rich. In Genesis 24, 34 and 35. He says, so he said, I am Abraham's servant. Don't think too much of me. I'm just a servant. The Lord has blessed my master greatly. And he has become great. When the Lord bless you, you will become what? Great. That's scripture. The Lord has blessed my master greatly and he has become great. Greatly and great. And he has given him flocks. That's one type of business. And herds. That's another type of business. Then he said, silver and gold. You see, when God blesses you, guess what? You will also have silver and gold. Abraham did. Silver and gold. And female servants. Male and female servants. servants, Employees, all kinds. And then he said, camels and donkeys. That means Mercedes-Benz. And Rolls Royce. Bentleys. Why else would you be talking about donkeys and, and uh, camels when you're talking about silver and gold? Because in that time, it cost a lot to have a camel. You had to water that stuff, right? Water them. It cost a lot of money to have a camel. So he was boasting. We even have camels in our home. Amen. And donkeys. Silver and gold. God has blessed my master greatly. That's the blessing of Abraham. Not only righteousness because God made him righteous according to the word. Because he believed God. But God blessed him. And he had things. You know we are blessed with blessed Abraham. I'm going to go through this here. In Galatians chapter 3 verse 8 and 9. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith. Preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand saying. In you all the nations or all the families shall be blessed. So you know what kind of gospel Abraham heard? You want to hear the gospel? Abraham heard this gospel. Through you, every family of the earth will be blessed. That was the gospel Abraham heard. Thank God he believed that gospel. They didn't have to, God didn't tell him, forsake your sin. And the only gospel he heard, God is going to bless you. And through you, Every family, that's your family. Every family of the earth will be blessed. 
Look at verse 9. So then, those who are of faith, that's why I said if you don't know Christ, you need to come in. Those who are of faith are what? Blessed with believing Abraham. See? You want to be blessed with Abraham? You just have to believe what he says. Believing Abraham. Not Abraham believed, he continued to believe. Because he heard the gospel. What gospel? Every family will be blessed. Thank God he believed for me. Abraham believed for me. And that's why Jesus came. And today is my turn to believe. The same gospel that he heard. Yes, God wants you blessed. Amen. Empowered to succeed in life. You know the Bible tells us Galatians 3, 13 and 14. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Now that we are of faith and belong to Abraham, the curse doesn't have a hold upon your life anymore. All things are possible to them that believe. Elizabeth said to Mary, Blessed is she who believed, for there shall be a performance of those things that were told you. When you don't believe, there will be no performance. But when you believe, there is going to be a performance of those things that were told you from the Lord. And what God is saying that you, this morning is that you are blessed with blessed Abraham because you believe in. The same blessing Abraham had. And we just talked about that. His servant told us what kind of blessing he had in, on his life. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having become a curse for us, for it is written, Curse is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on us, the Gentiles. So that's your family. The blessing that Abraham had, God said the reason Jesus took the curse is to clear the way so that that blessing that was upon Abraham will come upon your life. Do you believe it? Yes. If you believe it, then act on the word. Begin the sowing process. Amen. Amen. Act on the word. Make up your mind that I am no longer going to be poor. Say, how is God going to do it? I don't know and I don't care. God cannot lie. I stay with his word. I am not a prosperity teacher. I preach from what I see from the word. I need to say that. I don't focus my time all times listening to prosperity. No. But if God says it, I want it. I don't want to get up there before him and he said, I got all of these things for you. How come you didn't take advantage of them? Well, my people perish for lack of knowledge. I didn't know about it. You know about it. I say this because I want the Ark Fellowship to be blessed. I want the young people hearing this and they control everything in the future. When pastor needs something, I just make a call. Amen. <laughs> and God would do it. I, am, I believe with all of my heart, God would do it. I said years ago, God would give us millionaires and he's doing it. And more coming. More coming. 
The curse has been taken away. There is no curse upon your life anymore. If there's anyone hindering you, it's the enemy. Use what God is giving to you and fight back and say, No, I have no curse upon my life. The curse has been removed so that the blessings of Abraham will come upon your life. The curse means tragedies coming into your life. Tragedies, things you don't expect. Tragedies. Poverty and lack. That's part of you can read Deuteronomy chapter 28. He sees all of it there. Poverty, where you can't meet your needs. God said, This is what's gonna happen. You won't be able, you will plant a garden, but you'll never eat from it. That's poverty. You struggle, you work hard, but nothing comes to you. You do, you struggle. The other guy is struggling just like you are. He doesn't put much effort, but then he's making it. Why? God is not a respecter of persons. You are his child and he wants to bless you. The enemy, the thief is on the loose in your life. You got to tell him, no, 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 that's not going to happen. There is no curse upon your life anymore. No curse of sickness. No curse of disease. No defeat in your life. The Bible is clear about that. God has made us more than conquerors. We cannot be defeated. No shame to suffer disgrace when God has given us abundance of grace. No. This is the truth. This is the gospel. We can't suffer disgrace. We can't suffer shame. If you can only believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Children lost from the home. I used to hate that, you know. My child goes back, to, goes out, and then he, they call you and the boy's dead. No way. That's part of the curse. It's not ever going to happen to my kids. Never. Never. I mean it, never. I've said it here. Bible says, be it unto you according to your faith. I'm not dying by that stupid accident out there. It's just what I believe. I believe it because I know there is a God. And there are angels all around me. The Bible tells me that. There are angels all around me. The Bible says he's given the angels ministering spirits. Why would one blink his eyes so that something evil can happen to me? In no way. Can be. My people perish for lack of knowledge. They don't know. They don't know what belongs to them. When Jesus went into Jerusalem, he was crying. He said, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, if you had only known. Hmm? He wept over them. Because they didn't know what belonged to them. He says, if you had known, I would have gathered your hands, gathered your people, your children, as a hand would gather you know, the chicks, and put his feathers around them. That's for you, you know. You know the truth. No evil come upon your life in Jesus' name. The curse is gone. Financial problems gone. Family problems gone. Even divorce. Divorce is of the curse. That's a curse. That doesn't say it won't happen. That does happen. But now you know the truth. Stand your ground. Amen. Stand your ground. The curse has been removed. Now, look at this scripture. And I stood by this. Please stand with this. As you drink this cup of blessing today. Amen. If you haven't made a commitment to Christ, go all the way. Forget about your friends and what they think. 
even your family members. As you receive this, Jesus called it, he said, this is my body. And this is my blood. Take it and receive it from the Lord. Just as he said it. Not that tradition and what that preacher told you. Say, take it from what the Lord said. He's called the cup of blessing. That means as you drink, the curses upon your life and everything that's hindering your blessing must evaporate from your life today in the name of Jesus. And the blessings of God will come on you and overtake your, over, your, over, over your life because of the word of God. He says, these blessings will come on you and overtake you. They will do that today. In Jesus' name. Second Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. I used to wonder, is that in the Bible? Did God really say that? Where is it in the Bible? That's right there in the scriptures. He became poor that you might become rich. That's the word of God. He became sin that you might become the righteousness of God. We don't argue with that, right? We accept that. But when it comes to being rich, I don't know about that. Your thinking is all about you. It's not about you. It's about him. And you need to come down from that pride. And receive what God has said. And begin to sow. There's a reason why you're here this morning. Because God wants to do something unusual in your life. And you've been believing a lie. He wants your mind changed. You've been believing the difficulties. You've been believing the struggles. And God is saying today your time has come. You've been borrowing and all of that. I'm going to put an end to that. And I'm going to start blessing you. He said, how is he going to do it? I don't know and I don't care. I want you to believe it. Because God is faithful. God is faithful to his word. He became poor that you might become rich. Now you can go search it. He's talking about money. Read that scripture in context. He's talking about money. He said he will give you seed. Pastor Andy read that earlier. He'll give you seed to sow. God who provides you with seed. Again, we come back to the sowing, right? He says he provides you with seed. He who gives seed to the sower. So make yourself a sower today. Amen. As you drink that cup of blessing, begin to sow. Galatians 3 verse 26 to 29. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. And here's according to the promise. What promise? God has given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. We just will not believe these things. But I want you, I challenge you to believe today. So that when God begins to pour on you those finances, you know where it's coming from. Amen. You know where it's coming from. You don't understand it, but you accept it. And you're saying, God, I'm thankful. And he'll start, when? This morning. Would you stand up with me this morning? I need those that are helping with the elements. Please come down.
Today is your day of blessing. Can you say amen? amen? Today is your day of blessing. If there's been financial difficulty in your life, today it will stop. And something new will begin to happen. Open your eyes and see. I believe this word with all of my heart. Please come and receive the elements. And God is going to do it. So he gets all the glory. He gets all the glory. He receives all the glory. Thank you, Jesus. Today, God will give you the power to get wealth. As you take and you partake of the cup of blessing. It's called the cup of blessing. Not a cup, not the cup of curse and curses. It's for you to receive the blessing from the Lord today. Let that blessing come upon you and overtake you. The time of want is coming to an end this morning. In Jesus' name, I speak that. And if you are a visitor, please, we have open communion. If you are a believer, you can join us. Don't hesitate. The Bible calls it the cup of blessing. And as you drink, you drink God's blessings into your life by faith. Don't hesitate, you can join us. You are a believer, you know the Lord Jesus, you are part of the kingdom of God, please join. We invite you to join us and receive the blessings from the Lord. Because the Lord will bless you from this very day. The deaths will be canceled. The difficulties will disappear in your life in Jesus' name. I believe that with all of my heart. To Him be all the glory. To Him be all the glory. To the Lord be the glory as He pours His blessings upon your life, as you become a wonder to the world, as people see you and you become an envy around those that are with you. The Lord our God is in His place in the holy temple this morning. This is His house. Young people receive and believe that you will be above and not beneath. Amen. Change your mind today. Change your mind today that you are a blessing. The struggles are coming to an end because God is with you. The Bible says if God be for us, who can be against us? When you partake of his blood... And you partake of his flesh. Jesus said, if anyone who doesn't eat my uh, flesh and drink my blood has no life in him. And he told his disciples, take it. This is my body. Now remember, if Jesus said, it's my body, you're eating bread. But before God, you're taking in the body of Christ. And you become one with him. And Jesus is not a failure. We never know failure. <laughs> The life of the flesh is in the blood. Leviticus 17 verse 11. The life of the flesh is in the blood. And God said, I have poured it on the altar to make atonement for you. But that was Old Testament. Jesus said, take, drink, all of you. This is my blood that is shed for the remission of your sins. That means... If you are not born again today, 
As you receive this and say, Jesus, I want you to come into my life. This element, powerful blood of Jesus, will wash away every sin. And you will feel clean when it's all over. But also, it gives you the life of the Lord. Your life is renewed as the eagles. And today, prosperity is on your side. Look for greatness in the future. Amen. Because God will make you great. You can't make yourself great. <laughs> but he will make you great. And when he makes you great, no one can bring you down. When he makes you, no one cannot make you. Amen. I'd like you to hold the elements up. And in your heart, tell the Lord, this is my cup of blessing. This is my cup of blessing. You, O oh Lord, are the portion of my inheritance and my cup. He becomes your cup. You take his yoke upon you and things become easy. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the cup of blessing. We thank you for the broken body that brings us healing. And everything that we touch will prosper because we receive from you according to your word your body and your blood so that we can have life and have it more abundantly in Jesus name Amen would you break the bread and eat and I'd like you to drink the cup of blessing Amen can you say this this is my cup of blessings from now on I'm a blessing. I am blessed. This is my cup of blessing. Would you drink? Amen. Now, I want you to do one more thing. I'd like you to tell at least three people you are blessed. You know why I want you to do that? Because the Bible says if you say to this mountain, be thou removed and believe in your heart. It shall be so. So I want you to say to everyone, three people, you're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. You heard from three people. That's good enough. You need two or three. <laughs> you're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. The ladies have a meeting up front.